0: Kelly, welcome.
1: Hi, Adam. I just love how,
0: yeah, I love how flexible you are. Literally two minutes before we get on, I'm like, listen, I know we talked about an agenda and a title. I hear a lot from our community. We need to pivot. Kelly, are you game? And Kelly goes, yeah, I'm totally in. Let's do this. So before I, well, first, real quick for the audience listening in, as you all know, started the podcast about a year ago. 70 plus episodes. It's all about answering the question. What is the future of people initiatives? And we're now in season three, drilling into what we see as the answer, adoption of marketing mindset and employee experience to simplify marketing in the world of people function in the world of HR to employees. Um, I have an interesting approach to today's episode, but before I do, I'm going to meet some of your, your suggestions. Kelly, I'm looking for one fun fact about your life outside of work that would give us a little glimpse into your world, and I'm going to reciprocate as well.
1: Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks for having me, Adam. I've listened to about 10 of your podcasts so far. They're amazing. And uh I think what you're what you're talking about is is right up my alley as far as how I've been working in this function. So fun fact, I think for me, um Probably about 15 years ago at this point, since we're, we're getting older, I was a, a professional amateur boxer uh, for a while and it was fantastic. And uh, I think kind of ties to the intensity level uh, and, and kind of how I like to work and the energy levels and all of that. So continue to push and challenge and frankly, get a little uncomfortable.
0: Ola, that's my wife. You're so right to suggest this question. Like that gave me a, a you know a little insight into your world, and I'll reciprocate quickly. But Kelly, I, I've been bitten by the pickleball bug. Yes,
1: many, it, have. It's, many. It's,
0: have. it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, awesome. So here is going to be the for you audience listening in. You're all innovators, and I want to let you know I hear you about your biggest frustration. The frustration is you get it and you need to explain it to your executive leaders that's what's next that naturally you're you see this emerging market you're like marketing inside edge. i get it and then you talk to me we talk to each other we're actually fun fact next week releasing a draft of our book the lost audience based on what Amazing. we've learned in collaboration with a ton of our guests uh, for feedback but again we are in this place so kelly Amazing. here's what i ask for you and i to do over the next 45 minutes or so. And you and I at the end are going to check in on how well we've done. We'll give ourselves an honest assessment on our success. The ask is an episode that our innovators can send to their C-level to make a case, hopefully a convincing case. It's not going to be a drop the my case because data, ROI, there's just a lot involved. But it's a case to look further into adopting marketing in the world of people function are you up for that
1: i'm ready let's do it
0: and i think you're pretty prepared considering your experiences by the way, you all i'm not going to list all the comp- amazing companies kelly has been a part of intuit yahoo nook which is part of barnes and nobles github hired looker google and now with pando io so i want to open this up is where you and i had a lot of passion the moment we started speaking which is this has been In the works, marketing has been coming into the world. And you're in San Francisco, so maybe start us there. What were the first signs and how much of a movement are you seeing that marketing has in getting into the world of people function toward the internal audiences?
1: Absolutely. So I've been doing this, uh, I think, since I was about 21 years old. uh, And... I remember all all Bay Area-based global headquartered companies besides Pendo, who's headquartered in Raleigh now, Uh, but I feel like we were always pushed to be on the cutting edge of how people work right? and the cultures that we're creating and frankly reaching and connecting with employees. It It was almost like a prerequisite out here and every company I've been a part of that you just can't get stuff done. Unless you're reaching the workforce in a way that works for them, and they feel is transparent and contextualized and makes sense to them, right? I mean, you're 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 not pushing out HR programs, corporate check the box. You're literally convincing employees to take part in a lot of ways, and that's mm-hmm. just that's just how I, frankly, grew up. In doing people HR and the companies I, I did it in, there was no choice, right? Mm-hmm. A great example of that was at GitHub. I still call it to this day, uh, doing HR on stage. Um, we had to use GitHub to get work done, and and that that means literally doing the HR work through repos on pull requests, letting 400 engineers dissect what we're proposing, what we're rolling out. I mean, you literally could not do HR or people-related work behind a curtain and then present it and have people do it. So I think for, for me, Adam, you know, and that was back in 2014, um, about 10 years ago. But even before that, the, these, these, these very, very smart, very passionate workforces that have a lot of choice and they're very talented, you've got to reach them in a way that is, again, contextualize and personal to them. You got to convince them to to do to do the work, not shove it down their throats.
0: I mean, first of all, just like let's hone in on that world connection. How important is it to create a connection? And we all understand connection in the context of brands and customers. That's part of the conversation all day long. And how do you customize the message? How do you meet them where they are? And if we want to accomplish the same internally, isn't marketing the only field. Now, it's not the only, there are sciences involved, there's there's behavior science, there's a lot of complexity to it, but that is the unifying function that has been able to crack the code and continues to improve cracking the code. Sure. Now, the next place where we, I'd like us to go, people, process, technology, and you already started there. I had HR on stage highlighted many times on my in my notebook, for whatever reason was breaking my brain i don't know why hr on stage was breaking my brain it's almost like thinking about who if marketing is the thing who should be the internal senior marketer who should be leading the marketing and you said hr on stage so like am i the only one whose brain is just kind of needs to be rewired to think about hr on stage
1: no i don't i don't think so at all it's a very vulnerable way of practicing this work, right? I mean, this work is not, um, it's very complex and it's nuanced and it's its a lot of high stakes, right? It's very hard to do that when you're doing it in front of the whole company, right? A lot of HR teams, they want to get it perfect. They want a safe space to kick things around. What I'm saying is connecting with the audience and, and winning that commitment from these workforces it's okay to be a little vulnerable. It's okay to do work with them out in the open. And I say on stage because it's, I use the theater analogy, right? Um, just doing the work real time in front of that curtain where everyone can see you doing it versus behind the curtain and then coming out with the product. That's the difference. And that is very hard. It was very uncomfortable for me when I first started doing that because you do get picked at. You're not always correct, right? You're getting feedback. I mean, it's it's one to many here. There's hundreds of these employees with hundreds of opinions. You're not gonna make everyone happy, but I think I think for me, treating our workforces and our employees like customers, that's the key. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that, that's why I say doing that because it is uncomfortable, but it's amazing how much more buy-in commitment and all of those things you get by being vulnerable and saying you're gonna be doing that and wanting that feedback. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I think that the, the people the people teams, we are a brand, back to the mm-hmm. marketing analogy. We, mm-hmm. we, are, we are a product, right? It's just an internal product, but all, every company's HR team has a brand. Um, just like a product or a company externally has a brand, right? Craft Foods, Nike, the, like you, you have a brand, whether you know it or not. And so for me, we, we are marketing to employees. We do have a brand. And how mm-hmm. do you connect with them and serve up products, programs, the work we're doing, even if it's a boring policy? How do you do that in a way that's connecting with folks that fit the culture of your company? Mm-hmm. So that's you have a brand? You-
0: We have a brand, whether it's intentional or unintentional. And uh, if you want to be on stage and if you want to make everyone happy, you're going to make no one happy because you're not going to say anything of relevance. And I think the world of HR historically is rooted in risk mitigation, compliance, ensuring that what's said doesn't offend anyone, that maybe doesn't make any mistakes. And really, this isn't how marketers think marketers take chances to create a connection because they understand a connection is not a small thing. It's not easy to do. By the way, I'm putting myself in the mindset of maybe one of the CEOs listening or, or CTO or CHRO who received this video. They're like, when are you all going to talk about an ROI? Like we, we can't continue this conversation without having some, and and let's pause and reflect marketers didn't start out with a clear ROI when marketing was just beginning to customers. That was a journey to get there. So Kelly, in order to keep the attention of those that are about to just go, no, I've heard enough without ROI being addressed in any way, how would we keep them from turning off at this at this moment?
1: No, it's it's a great question. And I I hear I hear that. Uh, I think there's a lot of ways to get to ROI, right? We have all the lagging indicators. We have mm-hmm. attrition, we have open recs, we have time to fill, we have all of these things. And we all know that someone attrits your company, that's easily 1.5 to 2x their salary. Great. Um, But we also have other, other ROI factors, right? Internal mobility. How many of your leadership roles are being recruited externally versus internally? I mean, I do believe there are qualitative factors on these that are very real. Um, The companies I've worked with, Pendo, right, that I'm here now, still here after three years, companies I've advised for, the CEOs that get it, I mean, we all know it's 2024 almost. We know that culture has an impact on the business. I mean, that, that is a fact, right? The culture mm-hmm. of a company, the employees, right? Happy employees create happy customers and great products. They stay, they're innovative, they're confident. We, we know that that has an impact on the ROI. I don't think anyone who hasn't been under a rock is, is, is not saying that at this point. So for me, it's less about nickel and diming exactly what those dollars mm-hmm. are, but knowing that it does create dollars, either, either dollars lost in the form of people leaving out the back door um, and people kind of, right, the whole um, silent resignation and kind of working at 50% and just kind of hanging around, or it's dollars won because they're, they're going over and beyond and they're innovating and they're building great things together and thinking about new ideas. So, so for me, you know, creating that type of environment and that type of culture through the work and the products, right, Mm -hmm. that that the HR team is building with the executive team for that workforce is a very meaningful, meaningful thing. Um,
0: Totally with you, Kelly i'll just say and and this is not endorsed by you this is this is my point of view because i'm fighting for you ceos not to turn off the podcast at this moment so this is my last case before we move on which would be listen you have a brand externally that you invest into and you measure things like impressions right i think it was coca-cola they were asked you're doing so well why are you still investing in advertising and the response was when your plane is flying do you stop you know, do, do, you, do you, you don't need the gas anymore? No, you, you continue. You understand that you just start to measure things differently impressions, click through rates, engagements on social media. You understand that that connection with your external audiences is super critical for you. We're proposing that you begin to do that internally, whether it's wellness or benefits or whatever it is, start to measure, as Kelly said, the, um, leading indicators and that is a new world for us for all of us
1: yeah i mean i would say right there there's two sides of that coin internally right our our workforces our customers for staying at this company but the company is a product externally right just as just as the internal culture do i want to be here eh, and blah blah is important for internal customers employees that company itself is a product for every potential person that could work there. And I've seen it, right? Some of some of the, the best companies out there, I'll go back to Pendo or Looker. I mean, I, I I used to wear my swag and wear hoodies, and that is a great indicator, right? Caltrain wearing a hoodie and someone's like, Oh, you work at Pendo, you work at Looker. I've heard great things. Mm-hmm. Right. That that is a big deal. And and that product marketing, that brand, it does have impact right? Because I've also seen the reverse. Ooh, I won't say the company's names, but ooh, you worked there. Ooh, that that's, that That ripple effect out there is very big. And all of a sudden, people aren't wanting to come. People are leaving. Great A players in the company are not referring other A players. They are leaving. And now what you have is a potential death spiral of a business that might be, you know, not growing or moderately growing with C talent in the company. And that's very hard. It's like quicksand. It's very hard to get out of. So building the right products internally for that workforce then helps create the right brand marketing externally for your company because it does have a brand.
0: Totally connected. How could, how could it not be connected, the internal brand and external brand? Um, so, again, congratulations for those who did not turn off right? That means you got this podcast from an innovator inside your organization. You listen to our case. Sure, maybe you're not convinced yet, but at least you're going to listen beyond this point. But I'm going to let you know it won't be easy because we believe in this emerging market. Investments are going to need to be made. So I'm just going to call things they day. I don't know if it's my mood today. Kelly, I've had so many conversations in the last few weeks where I'm just getting a little frustrated and I want to call things what they are. In this emerging market, people, process, technology. So Kelly, when we think about this internal brand, when we think about marketing to our employees, let's talk about the people. We already agreed it lives inside the people function, whether it's the CHRO, maybe it's your chief people officer. I've seen that. I've also seen new little branches being created, whether it's employee value proposition, employee experience teams. There's a lot of different ways to think about it, but it is marketing to employee experience across all the way from onboarding maybe be before onboarding all the way to you know retiring or beyond alums, so Kelly, what is the composition and I know it 's a dream state of the team capabilities that would be able to market internally
1: look yeah i i I, I agree it, it has been a, it has been a tough couple of weeks <laughs> very busy <laughs> i'm with you on the edginess factor here, but look the goal is is what are you trying to do with the business? What, is, what are you trying to then do with the workforce to help accelerate that business in it. a way that connects with who you are as a company, how you communicate your values, how you get stuff done, how employees expect right, things to happen. And then how do you architect that in a way that's holistic to your point, not just one experience or one part of, of an employee's journey with you, but all of it. And are they connected and are they consistent? Um, and for me, it, it hits all of those things all the time. And it's not just the people team marketing or, or talking to the workforce, right? It is how you're bringing along that leadership team to be a part of your marketing force.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, for us, it's a very clean structure, right? It's the, it's the top leadership team first, rallying hearts and minds and getting them to be a part of, of this movement. And then it's the broader leadership team, then it's the managers, right? Then it's the whole company. And that is a very powerful, you know, medium because a lot of times it's inversed and you have these HR teams that have great intent and they're going out and they're talking to 700 people and they're doing a bunch of stuff. And the leaders are like, what's going on? You can't do this by yourself. Um, and so i do think that the people team we i do we have special skill sets right we're facilitators we're connectors mm-hmm. we're systems thinkers we know people we know strengths of people right i mean we have to be the catalysts and the architects of that but everyone kind of owns it right we're asking for help we're getting people on board to help us do that and that's that's worked really well uh, mm-hmm. for us and the last thing i'll say is i'm a big fan of channels right mm-hmm. channel marketing mhm got to find the best, the right, and more than a couple channels internally to talk about, to connect, to, to communicate and, and get momentum around the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. It can't just be one channel. I mean, email is the worst, right? We all know that, but the worst seven channels, right? All, as an example, all the time, different mediums, creative ways, make it fun, make it engaging. That's what marketing does right? Mm -hmm. They're not robotic. They're not long. They're not boring. It could be a GIF. It could be a funny video. It could be something that connects with your company and quick, right? You got the TikTok generation, you got all these things and you have to evolve because the traditional lumbering ways of making, creating, and rolling out and communicating people-related work is just changing.
0: So quickly. And also our minds are changing as consumers, I could argue for the worse in many respects, but you know that's a philosophical conversation. At this point, it's not the reality is reality. Uh, so let's Kelly talk about it. Let, let's talk about the people process together. You said sending a message right that, that connects, that engages, that's that maybe is entertaining, and that message is part of a campaign. That campaign is focused on that specific element of the employee experience. Uh, let's do one that is that comes up all the time internal communication around values of the organization right what what do we know we know that you hear something once you you haven't heard it yeah i mean were you really paying attention what do you need to hear something seven times or eight or nine depends on what the research shows across the different channels so what i wonder about is the skill set necessary to design that campaign because we know marketers even in marketing there's various folks this one does video this one writes copy this one creates the the ads and the programmatic buys this mm-hmm. one is on the technology side this one is on the analytics this one connects it to the brand there's all these people that as an orchestra come together to create this beautiful music that the customer experience right what do we do on the people functions do we go borrow marketing resources do we create new ones do we hire into, do we partner with a new generation of agencies that will be forthcoming what the heck do we do to build those kinds of awesome campaigns to rival the attention span
1: sure sure it look it can be very overwhelming right i mean i i could see a lot of people leaving this podcast being like oh my god we have to hire marketing people i've got to build this big thing I think we should just bust that up right now, Adam. I think just do two things. Just pick two simple new things. Um, And frankly, we don't have to be rocket scientists. Employees, they're actually good. Most of them are great humans. Go talk to them, right? Go ask them, hey, we got pay transparency, right? As a thing, we're all grappling with pay transparency. We've been grappling with it. How, how do they want to see that? What are they curious about with comp, right? What would they want to know if, if they got a message or a video or a Giphy or a pop-up or, right, if you're a Pendo and we have an awesome digital adoption platform and we want to put in-app guides and, like, badges and get people's attention during the workflows they're doing anyway, what, what would get their attention? Again, I think back to HR on stage, we don't give employees enough credit for helping us they will help right they are the audience it's like having you know free customer back feedback right there so if you have 200 employees go talk with 50 of them 15 minutes you know nice sampling and just say mm-hmm. hey what what what's going on nowadays what would turn you off what turns you on and they they will help you build it um ironically like they'll just give you the answer. Uh, And the the marketing teams are amazing too, right? We partner with our marketing team. We ask for help. We also ask for cross training. So our our own team trained up three, um, four maybe super users on our HR team that now are whizzes at using the Pendo platform. And Mm -hmm. we can do tons of different, again, real-time, in-app, serving contextualized material for our programs in Gmail, in Slack, mm. in mm. workflows, right? So you're, you're you're working your day-to-day, Adam, and you go to Gmail and boom, a pop-up is like, did you know you can see your comp now and Workday? Let us take you through it. That's interesting for people. They can mm-hmm. see market data. They can see what's going on with their stuff. And it wasn't a boring email. It wasn't a lumbering HR compliance thing. It was like, hey, we're going to take this and actually make it better and give you more of what you want. And, and they we want that, right? It's all over, it's on Glassdoor, it's on salary.com. I mean, that, that's interesting for people. And we got feedback on how that works. So I think it, if you start simple and just pick a couple things, have a few mm-hmm. conversations and just change how you're rolling things out a little bit and test it and iterate it, that's what marketing campaigns do, right? They test, they iterate, and they, they evolve.
0: Love that. And I love that you're leveraging your own technology through the leadership of a marketing team to partner and and really level up the people function folks and educate them on how to increase awareness because that's what this is it's an awareness building campaign and you measure the data around awareness
1: and not Uh, all customers are created equal right the other thing is play around with segmentation we always have to say we're going to communicate to the company We're going to communicate to everyone, right? The old, the memos and the thing. You can communicate different things to different segments, right? Managers might have a different campaign and different angle, different information, a different medium than employees. Engineers might have a different medium that we want to do with salespeople. So you can play around with very targeted, contextualized segmentation by different groups based on who they are, how they listen, what they're interested in, et cetera. Which
0: is now we're getting into segmentation right
1: that's right yeah
0: and and how would you even how would you think about segmentation what what kind of data maybe there's a spectrum from easy medium to if we get that data we're able to go to the next level of segmentation How, how would you think about what data would be useful
1: yeah this is this is where you're seeing a lot more to your question whether it's doesn't have to be a marketing title but analysts are coming into HR teams, right? Um, for a lot of different reasons. But data is is continuously, especially as your company gets bigger and bigger, do you know what's, what's going on in your workforce and where and how? So to your point about people, process, and technology, really beefing up the technology parts of this for us mm-hmm. has been amazing. It doesn't have to be complex, right? Just thinking about Pendo, we can see how different segments of the workforce are doing things across every system and every program and everything we're doing, right? So if we take Workday, for example, we can see the differences, one segment across geography. How are our Japanese employees engaging with this compared to London, Mm
0: -hmm. compared
1: to New York or San Francisco or Raleigh? That's very powerful based on what you're trying to do. How are, again, individual contributors differing from managers? How are people that just started and might not know where the bathrooms are less than six months on the job, doing stuff and engaging with things different than people that have been here three years? Mm-hmm. And of course, functionally, right? How are sales folks doing this different than engineers, right? That that data is really important not to over rotate and make things so complex that we lose sight of what we're trying to do. but using the technology piece of this in the right way can help you reach and connect with the people parts a lot better. And that's something that's fairly new. That is something that's fairly new. And using technology to measure just like marketers, right? Like their, their jobs on the line. What, what, what is the value of your campaign? How many MQLs did we get from this event or this, this outreach that we're doing? We can do the same thing. Right, based on our internal campaigns, how many how many employees in the company exactly where and who and what clicked through and completed this program or looked at this um, that we thought would be really cool and engaging and helpful was it? We can see that now, and I mean, I I grew up in a time where you know to make an employee change, whether it was a job title or a comp change, I'd fill out a form and walk down the, walk down the hall and drop it into a you know a mailbox so it's Different just insane how fast it's changing
0: it, it is insane but it's also like super logical to think about it running these campaigns and, and funnels and and thinking about meeting them where they are based on all of this data and segmentation um and it's really about-
1: fun it's actually really fun it's a really fun way again to iterate test stuff out and not be under so much pressure you know that hr teams usually impose on we have to do like and working with the company and doing that it's a lot a lot more fun lighter i would say
0: Mar- marketing That that's probably the fun part of the marketing there's probably yeah. there's the challenging part there's the roi part there's justification that it work but it's the fun part is to figure out how do you connect how do, how do you surprise them how do you entertain them how do you engage them um so what i'd like to do now is i know you uh, you you calmed the CEOs down by saying, "Hey, let's do a couple things." Uh, I'm gonna scare them a bit now. I don't, I don't want them calm for the next part. I want to be. Let, let's go two three years out, because if we're saying this is going to be, let me back up. Marketing is successful externally; otherwise, we would not be doing it. Correct. There's a, a lot of money yeah. that's being made for the organization through leveraging marketing. Okay. If we're agreeing that marketing is going to be impactful internally, it's going to require the people process technology years out. So you, the CEOs listening. You, Kelly is so spot on. We can start small and you can encourage your teams and give them the resources to begin to run pilots and experiment. But what is the three year out, five year out emerging market? No longer emerging. It emerges three years out. It has emerged. So you, the CEOs are looking at your strategic roadmaps and you're looking at your budgets, right? This is, this is key, right? You're thinking, well, where are you going to invest? So Kelly could we in broad strokes, jump into a future state, what, what people process technology, what technologies maybe there'll be, will these technologies be like Google ads or they'll let us run campaigns and capture data in a certain way. Let's dream. We have no boundaries. We're three years out. Things are moving right. so fast already. Three years probably is uh, it, it feels like light years away.
1: It does. It's terrifying. I, I, I don't, I haven't seen a five year plan in a company for over 12 years. So, uh, you know, three years is, is hard enough, especially in venture. Um, and I, you know, it's, we have AI, right? We have right. Right, all these things coming out, BARD, chat, GPT, it's, it's terrifying. But you know what? I think I think my my plight to CEOs is that's actually going to be more helpful. It's it basically people process technology. The people part will always be there, right? It, it's always we, we always have to connect with the humans, but the technology bubble in that, Venn diagram is just going to skyrocket. And I would be fast to adopt it, right? Whether it's, again, this whole digital adoption, just because I'm in it right now, this whole digital adoption for internal teams is blowing up. I mean, there's, you know, trillions of dollars out there. And I think by 2026, something like that, according to Everest, there's going to be over 70% of companies are going to use this technology to help people get stuff done better within companies, right? There's over 200 apps in these companies. People don't know up from down how to get stuff done, where, why, it's very frustrating. And so part of the marketing is how do we help people get stuff done easier, process and technology-wise, while winning hearts and minds and helping them understand the why behind it. That will never go away. So I think that whether it's a combination of AI, automation, ease, How are you using your tools, reducing that? How are you removing friction from processes through in-app situations and guides and tools and marketing campaigns and reaching people more targeted, right, right person, right way, right time, just in time. That's going to be different. We're not going to, you know, we're going to move from again, big lumbering announcements, kind of slow thing, just like speed. Fast, um, different message different to different people at different times, based on different goals and who they are. And I think that's that's the biggest way things are going to shift. Um, and that should be a good thing for CEOs and and frankly, leadership teams, not just HR people or CEOs. You actually save money, right? I mean, we 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 personally cut out three ops people by boosting up the technology bubble to reach people better. That's still aligned with our values and, and who we are, and I think that's going to be the big the big shift that you're seeing, um, and we're already seeing it now. And we're actually, Adam, we're seeing it in non traditional tech companies mm. the most, right? So it is, it is. I mean, they're th- those companies, whether it's manufacturing or agriculture, they're getting very curious on mm-hmm. how to on how to help people work better because it's just. There's a lot of friction and the, the more tools, the more apps, the more stuff, the more distributed Mm -hmm. teams are the higher that friction is. And it used to be everyone's on site in San Francisco, right? Everyone comes into the office and they're all on site. We get them in a room and we're going to reach them. That's gone. You got people all over the world. Usually sometimes across, I worked for a company and we had, employees in their homes across 34 states you can't do that anymore so Mm -hmm. i'd argue the only way to get creative is is by exploring the technology piece of it more
0: so well said and uh you know speaking you're right not just ceos we're talking to anyone really that received this message in order for them to be convinced to begin to look at marketing in the world of hr And I just encourage you who are listening, who got this from an innovator, to ask yourself, when you go on Amazon right, and you check out a bike, that same bike is going to follow you around until you buy it, right, right? Until you buy it or until you figure out the next big item that you're contemplating. Now, our brains are, as consumers, being rewired for everything to be hyper relevant for us. That's right. I mean, again, scary, not scary. You walk down the street, soon it's going to detect your phone and the ad changes in some place already exists that everything okay. we see is about us connecting with us. And instead in organizations, we send out what one newsletter to 10,000, 5,000 people and the learning and development program is, you know, a thousand people get the same and your benefits are once per year. Hey, we care about you. Here are the things. See you again next year. Nonsense. That has got to change. Yeah. Um, yes. I was leading there to a question, but I got I, I got overexcited there. No. There, Kelly. it's all
1: it's all changing, and it's it's a bit mind numbing because it's changing so quickly. Um, but gone, ah. gone are the days of one to many at the same time. It is all the time targeted, personalized, and contextualized. You can't do that without technology
0: you can't but but i propose that we hone in at the end of our conversation to something you said earlier which is three years out five years out that's crazy talk to to create a exact plan with things moving this fast but could we shape the north star which you already began to do right message what right person right time is that is that the north right channel perhaps how do we shape the North Star that you all listening to this? If you say yes to that, you're either going to begin it now and be early or eventually you're going to be trying to catch up to others who are already embarking on that path. How For would you sure. shape that North Star? Calendar?
1: No, I think that is. And I, I, you know, kind of meant. What is, the, what is the specific technologies that are going to be out there? I, I have no idea. These things pop up. I mean, it could be tomorrow. But I think the North, the North Star is exactly that. The way of working is totally changing. Um, a lot of companies were already distributed. The pandemic accelerated that for everyone. Uh, and we just can't work the same way we, we, we did anymore. And we got to start treating employees more like customers. They don't have to be where they are. Right. How how are you selling to them and engaging them in all the things that they expect from their companies? They'll go down the street. And I think this this digital workforce, this this technology is helping companies to do that faster. And I think it's 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 going to be kind of a no choice five years into the future.
0: Oof no choice five years from now i
1: don't think there'll be a choice i think if you're not working that way or using these things it's going to cause a lot of friction it's going to be a less of a value proposition right brands of great companies that are just phenomenal to work at and they're going to get the marketing brand they're going to go there so how do we continue to innovate on this and it's it's normal We've, we've been doing this you know i've been doing this 24 years i started with intuit great company they were, or they were even thinking of new things back then in 2000. And then it's just different times have different evolutions. And I think we're at the precipice of one that's shifting very fast right now along these lines.
0: It's, it's both exciting and, and I don't know. And, and I wouldn't say the word scary. Just it's, um, it's, it's a big change that's going to take place. And I'm seeing minds change through the podcast, actually. It's I've had 400 plus conversations over 70 interviews I have 30 more in process yeah. and I've got this unusual view. And, and Kelly, I have to say you're one of the bleeding edge folks. You, you truly get it. Uh, let's check in. How well do you think we did to convince the leader who received this from an innovator this episode yeah. to convince them to be how about we keep the bar at open minded? not convinced to write a check right. or just right. open-minded to continue the conversation. What do you think? Did, did we, did I, we...
1: You know, I, I'd give I'd give us an 8 out of a 10. I'll, you know, I'll... I, 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 look, I think it's probably... Um, I, I don't think anyone disagrees with the shift that's happening, right? There's that. And the technology, it'll be needed. You know, I could see there being, well, do I need this? Or do I need a marketer or an HR? That's probably where some of this is. I would just encourage everyone to just... Go out and talk to 10% of your company in the next week. Just 10 minutes each and just ask them, right? How do you you want stuff coming to you? What do you expect? How are things changing? Like just get customer back feedback would be my plight.
0: Here's one thing. I bet you $1,000 that you're not going to hear. I wish I received more emails from my organization.
1: No, you're not. I mean, our, that's, that's the point about the segmentation. Our engineers exactly. literally have said, I don't read emails. They don't have to anymore. So you have to meet these people where they are because the good ones are going to work the way they want to work. It's just how it is, you know? Uh, it's
0: how it is. I would agree with you. I think we did, got an 8 out of 10. But, but I'm going to ask the audience or even the leaders who received this. If you receive this, do us a favor. Just one number underneath the comment yeah. or you, the innovators, throw in a number below this i've never done this before i'd like to know how we, how we've done on this or also how would we do a better job how what what have you seen work to convince executives to join you on this journey toward the emerging market and uh you know be, looking forward to that feedback i mean Kelly th- this has been this has been awesome. I really enjoyed this so this episode. Fun.
1: It was so fun, but I, I I welcome I love to hear from the CEOs kind of even the lower scores, but I will say in my 24 years, one thing that no business leader has been able to refute is employee feedback, how people feel and how what they perceive. I mean, y- you can't really argue that. Um and every venture company I've been a part of the first three months, I literally have met with every single employee, every single one, under 300 people um, and it's the best thing ever. For me, it was better than any number or any measure and it's 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 real. So I think that if you do nothing else, that will help kind of move forward.
0: Amazing and, and just for where we began the episode and you talked about, Boxing early in your career. It it also kind of shows me you know where you got you have the courage to take on these these big questions, these bold questions. It makes sense and, and you're willing to stand up and say that this is what I think. So just uh appreciate you having the courage to join the conversation.
1: Yeah. Love being here. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Over now, Kelly.